Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Hey everybody, this is RJ from the Helping Friendly Podcast. I'm here with my friend Jonathan. Hi. And I'm here with the rest of my spirit family at a KOA campground in central Pennsylvania. What's up, spirit family? Hey. Everyone's trying not to be depressed. Matt is on the phone. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Thanks for calling in. Matt, you were in the campground last night, so let's start with you. Tell us, tell us what it was like getting in and being there and the news spreading and all that. Um, it was, uh, it was good. I, um, uh, we were actually incredibly prepared, probably more so than like any other festival that I've gone to. Um, so it was kind of a shame, 
um, that things were, didn't work out. But we had met up with a couple of different pairs of friends in Corning and got in, and we got our campsite set up, and we had, like, a really great spot, super close to the venue, exactly where we wanted to be. Our campsite was awesome. We had all the gear we need. We felt like if it rained, we were set. If it was sunny, we were set. It was all looking good. Drank a couple beers, um, and we were kind of waiting for sound check to start and sitting under our tent because it was really hot. It was really sunny, so we were kind of waiting to the last minute, and then we were, we had packed up a little mini cooler with some beers, and we are going to walk over to where the, um, the venue was because the rumor was that the venue was going to actually open either during sound check or right after mm. sound check. Okay. Um, so we were looking to like, hey, you know, go over your sound check and then go in and explore, check out all the art installations and maybe eat some food and stuff. And that sounds um, like a solid point. Literally, literally, I was on Twitter um, just looking to see if anybody who was sitting over by the gate said anything about it opening or, you know, sound check, like being ready to go or anything. And saw the statement from, it was, it came out first from Watkins Glen, um, they, they shared the um, New York State Department of Health uh, statement about it. And it was weird for us. It was so surreal that, like, I was reading and I was telling other people at our campsite and they were actually making fun of me and, like, basically just, like, laughing at me and being like, you know, stop joking with us. You don't understand what you're reading and stuff. And I had to, like, show them my phone that this statement was there before, before people believed us. And it was really weird because you could tell that, that like, most people – around didn't know everybody was still walking around and happy they didn't make it fish.com didn't put anything up for 10 more minutes the bunny didn't make an announcement for like 15 20 minutes and then um you could see on people's faces that people were starting to find out and sort of like hurrying back to their campsite and trying to figure stuff out and um then when they came on the bunny, I made sure that I, like, we had a Bluetooth speaker, and I just, we were at a prime location, like, in an intersection, so I made sure I turned it up as loud as I possibly could and just kind of played it for people, um, and kind of, people were sort of just stopped at our campground, like, in disbelief, um, so it was weird because, like, you know, I was in Coventry, too, yeah. and as opposed to that where or any other festival where something goes wrong or like you know if they have to cancel a night of music because there's lightning you're like well there's lightning right there you know we don't we wish that it would go away but we see that it's there and we you know we understand that they have to do this stuff it seems like everything was set and everything was perfect and literally this kind of intangible thing of like well the water that they need to run the festival is 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 potentially bad yeah and you know people are sitting around it's like well we have enough water for our campsite yeah, yeah. there's the, the filtered water program they brought in that water so but then when you start to talk about the house of cards which is like the permits and the health you know department looking at the vendors and all the requirements they have to have it's just it's just it seems like it's one of those things that couldn't be further from fish's responsibility and just took the whole thing out so yeah. um so we luckily kind of similar to coventry when everybody just sort of went well we'll just walk in most people seem to just say like well we're just gonna party here tonight and you know have a good time and make the best of it i would say maybe like from where i was standing what i could see maybe maybe like 25 percent of the cars left um right away some you know some of the people at our campsite left um because they were just like you know we can go get a hotel room you know before it was going to start raining overnight and they're like you know our stuff won't get wet or whatever we just we had way too far to drive and so we just we stayed there yeah there was a duo that played like um i don't know what they were what they were called or anything but they said they played in the campground before i think we actually heard them at magna ball um like a guy and a girl that were playing um 
you know, fish covers and stuff, and there was a big crowd that gathered around. So, you know, there was a fun party. It was pretty lively, people sharing beer and food and stuff like that. But um, just so surreal when we got up this morning and just had to, had to leave. Yeah. Um, but the venue, the venue, the people working there, you know, the people walking to and everything, the police, everybody was, like, very, very helpful and very cool. And so, you know, there's not bad feelings towards anybody. It's just, you know, it's Mother Nature, man, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, um, we were about 30 minutes away getting gas, I think, for the last time when we when we got the news, but we ended up going to a campground, and now we're at a different campground in central Pennsylvania, as I mentioned, but so heartbreaking for everyone. Um, That's pretty much the term I would use, Yeah. right? I yeah. Mean, yeah. And, and listening yeah. to Matt tell his little story yeah. about it, you know, was just living through it again, uh-huh. and so that was, that was yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing that with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, so, obviously, like, heartbreaking for us. I, I can't imagine how the band must feel. I mean, Trey, the, I mean, the whole band, they must be completely crushed. Um, I just can't imagine, like, being in their shoes. Um, just because, you know, for them, this is their... They've been planning it. They knew way more about what was going to happen than we did, right? And they probably had a lot of cool stuff planned. And, you know, they love playing music for, for their fans. But... Um, What's the, so Jonathan, you were describing earlier for people who are curious, like in terms of the financial implications for the band, like it's, it's all speculation, but so they, they left, they like took off and went somewhere in like a bunch of helicopters or something, but they're going to like, they themselves as a band won't lose money, right? I mean, there's money left on the table. They're not going to make what they were going to make, but there was, you know, guarantees and stuff, all that stuff is, uh, you know, pretty standard and, and the pr- promoter will, will pay the band X and all of this. And then the promoter is going to lean on insurance for everything. And, and, you know, they've said something about refunds for, for us. Yep. So nothing in the way of details, but I'm nope. sure that'll come out. They're trying, I'm sure there's no question they're working hard to figure this out. They work, probably worked extremely hard, harder than many of us would probably ever know to try to make this work. Yeah. And then once they realized it couldn't, uh, the people in charge shifted gears and tried to figure out what's next and how they uh, recover from this Yeah. Uh, for us and themselves. So one thing I should say is I heard from Brando at Cash or Trade today, and he wants to come on and talk about the Cash or Trade kind of role in, in what's going to happen because so many tickets changed hands, or wristbands rather. And passes and stuff. So we're going to hopefully have him on tomorrow or Sunday, whenever he has sort of more definitive information about how people are going to recoup the, the you know, costs of the stuff they paid for through cash or trade. So I'm sure we'll know more about tomorrow, probably about everything. Um, so so the band, yeah, so that's terrible. It's terrible for them. It's terrible for us as fans. Um, so many people, I mean, we're lucky because we're sitting in an RV with our plugged into electric in a rainstorm and we're sitting here drinking beer and talking on the internet to Matt. So we, we have it pretty good compared to people who flew from the West coast or people in a, I saw a picture today of uh, Japanese fans who were on site at the time of the announcement. I mean, it's insane. You, you almost literally couldn't come any further. Yeah. Right. Like flown in from Denver. Um, and they were like, they, they had to change planes in Newark to fly to Corning. And I, I texted them, they got the text message when they landed there and couldn't even just get their stuff and fly back because their checked bags were already on their way to Corning. So they wound up like having to go all the way. <laughs> and now they have to figure out how to get home. And 
I was thinking the same thing. Like, you know, we were we were frustrated because we put in all of the effort to actually get in there and we were set up and ready and everything like that. But it's like, you know, people who, you know, like that, who had to, to, had to travel way further, you, even you guys with the RV, like, I don't know what's going to happen with the RV. There, I know I saw people, like, sharing screenshots from emails where RV renters were already saying, like, oh, such your festival's canceled, but don't expect a refund. Yeah. You know, I'm like... Kind of what I'm it, assuming. Yeah. There's, there's that. I mean, and then the other thing I think we really, really need to shine a light on is, like, all of the, the vendors um, that were participating in this, they're going to lose some serious, serious money on this. Um, I know, like, the Skinny Pancake from Burlington that was doing a restaurant, I what I was told by somebody last night was that they had shut their restaurant down for several weeks oh, wow. to in order to come and do this because they knew that it would be such a huge event for them. They could make money and they would get attention and everything like that. And there was actually a, um, an, an article in the Burlington Free Press this morning that you know they're like, we need to talk to our financial people and our insurance company and stuff like that because we have no idea what this is going to do to our business. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's some dire situations out there. So I mean, missing a fish concert is really kind of like you know, the least <laughs> of our concerns. Um, but I think collectively as a community, the band, the management the art you know the artists the food the beer us the fans i mean the level of preparedness was incredible and it's just all gone to waste yeah yeah maybe there'll be some kind of way to support the vendors or something in the coming days um and i guess like you said this matt but it's worth repeating there's not really there's no one to blame like there's you know we as humans are hardwired to look for a villain and, and try to like blame our bad situations on someone or something. But like, there's just, you know, it's not the band's fault. It's not the city's fault. It's not the venues, you know, it's no one's fault. I and blame that Obama. Just, Jonathan blames Obama, which I think is fair. Like, you know, he definitely had a, a role to play here. I, 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 I'm sure I get through it. So, <laughs> so, um, what, what else, Matt, did you hear about, um, sort of Jonathan was talking about the band and like, the promoter and how that relationship works. Do you have any additional thoughts on that piece? Uh, I'm sorry, could you repeat your question? I lost you for just a second. The, um, like Jonathan was talking about the promoter and the insurance and how that all works with the band. And I'm just curious if you have more thoughts on that. Um, in terms of the business stuff, I don't know how that works. Um, I know that, I mean, I'm sure that they have insurance and everything that, you know, that's why you have to get this kind of stuff. And I think that the, the landscape of throwing a festival right now is such that these things can be canceled by a lot of different things. Uh -huh. Um, you know, I mean, somebody, you know, somebody, um, uh, Tor, uh, I think it was Torfish on, on Twitter, who's actually works, works in the industry was sharing some things last night. He was like, you know, um, you could have a sustained wind of like 35 miles per hour for a little while and they can shut it down. Like anything like that could happen. So I, I think they're prepared and the band's okay. Um, I think, it, you know, like I said before, I think it, my concern is more for everybody else that has put in time and money for this. I mean, it sucks for the band because, you know, they, they didn't get to play and they didn't get to, you know, put the art out uh, into the world that they were prepared to do. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. And I, I have no idea, but I, I hope they're okay. And I hope that doesn't, the ticket prices are going to go up or something like that. Yeah. So Dix is going to be lit, as the kids say. Um, but do you think anything else is going to happen? Like, what, what what happens next in terms of music? Like, do we see additional shows in the fall? Do you think they'll do something between summer and fall or between Dix and fall? Or is it just, like, see on tour? No. They're going to they're gonna show up at Dix. It's gonna, they're going to kill it. 
um, and we'll have Paul toured not very long after that, you know, that was yeah. a month later. And then, um, you know, and hopefully that will also be great. Yeah. I guess there, you know, a lot of people were saying like, can't they just, well, I started, yeah, you did. I said they should go to the Glens Falls Civic Center and I have no idea what's going on there or if it still exists or whatever. But, you know, <laughs> a lot of people had a lot of suggestions about where fish could just move their concerts. But um, it, it did, like, I think a lot of us thought, like, can't they just, like, go to the barn and, like, play together and, like, webcast it? Or, like, I mean, all this stuff is super logistically difficult, obviously. But I think a lot of people <clears throat> are just hope, wanting to see some music this weekend. But they can see other music. There is other music happening. Um, what is it? What are they calling the? the They're the calling Disc Jam it and some other Disc Jam and the Purple thing. Pig Festival are doing something called Knuckleball. Two or three nights. That's up in like Naples. Yeah, it's up north York. of Watkins Glen, I think. They said that they will have a surprise musical act on Saturday night that will make your curveball um, worries go away or something like that, which is kind of unfair for them to say that because it's just like a little bit of a tease, but good for them for getting on it and taking advantage of the, the attention and marketing. But, um, Matt, any thoughts on where we go? Did you agree with Jonathan? Like no, no more shows, just see it, see it this fall. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I would be surprised if that would be very, very, very surprised if that happened. Um, I know I'm going to try to see more shows because of this. Uh, I know yeah. some other people are saying the same thing. Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get back to work and save the PTO day that I was going to use on Monday and try to spend that somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I think just in terms of this, them trying to do some sort of makeup, I mean, a logistically that, that can't happen if they try to play somewhere four people there's no place that's going to hold the amount of people that were supposed to be there right, so right. People, people get shut out um you know if they tried to do some sort of private streaming thing or something then everybody has to be able to watch that yeah. and i know that like they've done that last night we were in no position to yeah watch yeah, so yeah campground i mean and the other thing is just to get back to like the band and what they were experiencing everything like there's no fucking way they wanted to play last night yeah they were probably they were devastated yeah i'll tell you one thing that i, I think was a interesting sign i mean they rolled in on all the tour buses yeah they rolled out they rolled out when the announcement was made on one tour bus very very quickly okay i, mean, I can't i can't even imagine what the discussion was backstage but they were probably livid and, yeah. and sad and you know just didn't their hearts wouldn't have been in it yeah yeah fair um well our hearts are in going to more fish concerts, which is cool. Um, <laughs> Jonathan and I and our spirit family today were our spirits were lifted, I think, by listening back to the uh, the double chocolate night of Baker's dozen, particularly the chalk dust, you sexy thing. So we're gonna we're gonna include that here because we encourage people to listen to that because it's so amazing still, and it's a good uh, way to to chase the curveball blues away. Um, Anything I don't else? know. I kind of, I kind of looked out the window and cried a little during it too. <laughs> Everyone can cry a little. It's fine. Um, you know, like Kate, you said that someone said, like not, not the kind of crying you were expecting to do at the fish show. I was expecting to do it during like a hood jam or something, but you know, it comes in different forms sometimes. Um, any other, any last thoughts before we play people a little music and go back to being sad? I, I love fish, and I know they love us. And so uh, we'll try it again. We'll just have to try it again. Matt, anything else? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, just 
just pick yourself up. Try to have some fun. Remember that things are, you know, it's not the end of the world. There's there's other people out there that have it all for us, including the people of, you know, Watkins Glen and the Finger Lakes region yeah. that have lost houses um, and stuff like that. I will say I get the, it was really, really positive to see the very quick um, action by a lot of people to say, all right, let's get food to food banks. And let's, you know, maybe go volunteer somewhere for the weekend and stuff like that. So it's good to see that that was what immediately came out of this instead of a bunch of anger and, you know, um, you know, lashing out and things like that. So I'm going to be a dick and I am really thinking those shows are going to be killer now. I think they've got two weeks and who knows what they're going to do now. Yeah. You guys are going to dicks, right? Mm-hmm. So, our friends Kate and Jeremy are going, Jonathan and I are not going, Maddie, you're not going, right? Nope. So we will be couch touring or this something This is going to be Maddie's first shows back in, what, two years? 2016. Two years, yeah. yeah. Two years, so that's going to be pushed off to Hampton, I guess. Yeah, but instead you're at a KOA campground with us outside Harrisburg. There's no place so. else I'd rather be. <laughs> Alright, Matt, go back to hanging out with your family, we'll see you soon, see everybody soon, I think our next... Uh, Episode will be a quick hit after Dick's Night One, unless we decide to do something in the meantime. So, thanks everybody for listening and um, enjoy this chalk dust. Just keep on rocking if you can. Take care of each other and be good. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.